Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, where we talk about how you and your organization can take your next step in your leadership journey. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, where we really do believe your church can grow, your church should grow, and your personal growth as a leader really does make a difference. I'm here with my co-host, Logan. Hi, Logan. Hi, everyone. Logan, this is the year that I'm going to convince you to not believe in aliens anymore. This is the year Perry Noble is proven wrong in that claim. I I just can't buy into the fact that you think that do you really I mean honestly Listen, I respect your closed mindedness Perry Noble it's okay we'll work on it So Logan just lost her job <laughs> on this podcast and so pray for Logan as she is now going to the unemployment office Hey uh the title of uh this week's episode is help my church doesn't have enough money and we deal with stuff like this and so Logan we get a ton of questions about um, money, schedules, timing. So so why don't you just launch into some of these questions that we've gotten over the past six months? Right. Well, to get us started, I think a good opening question is uh, discussing some of the barriers and challenges that nearly all church leaders face at the start of a new year. Well, there's, there's a couple things. First of all, there's the Christmas hangover where you just had all these Christmas services. A lot of churches um, do a lot of Christmas services because they're tremendous outreach opportunities. And um, if the the major thing about Christmas services is if we do it right, there's a ton of follow up from Christmas services because there's a ton of first time guests. Um, and so that is a major challenge stepping into the new year. Like, what do we communicate? to the people who came for the first time? How do we effectively communicate? Um, can you over-communicate too much um, information to them? Also, you got busy schedules because a brand new year is like launching a brand new opportunities. And so, and, and in January, everybody decides to go back to church again. Now, usually that lasts like two or three weeks, but we have increased attendance. A lot of churches in January have space issues, um, nurseries get overcrowded, um, you don't have enough volunteers for all the people, and so there's all kinds of challenges. But then one of the major challenges every single January across the board, all across the, the United States, are, are the financial challenges that January brings every year. Yeah, so there's a tremendous amount of information we could go into here when it comes to money, but the one area you really can't put a Band-Aid on is the area of finance. So that's where we as churches hurt the most. So why do churches and other organizations have such a difficult time raising money at the start of a new year? Well, it's it really makes sense um, when you kind of step back and look at it. November and December are incredible months for churches and nonprofits when it comes to giving because people are feeling way more generous toward the end of November and all through December. But in January, the reason they're not feeling so generous is because what they're also doing in November and December 
is buying Christmas presents, um, either for themselves, because I buy myself a Christmas present every year. Um, they buy Christmas presents for themselves, or they're buying Christmas presents for other people. And in January, those bills start coming in. And so the people in our churches are feeling the financial stress from November and December in January. And because they're feeling financial stress, one of the first things they'll stop doing is uh, giving to churches or nonprofits, not because they're evil people. Um, it's simply because they're absolutely stressed out. And and let's face it, our society has made it way too easy to buy stuff, especially online. Do you do a lot of shopping online? That's all my shopping online. Yeah, so like Amazon.com, it's like, oh, yeah, click, buy now. And then your credit card bill comes in. And it's like, oh, my gosh, I got a hock a kidney on eBay to go pay for this thing. So... Um, but that's the reason churches feel financial stress in January. It's not because we have bad people. It's because we have stressed out people. I mean, that sounds like a really obvious answer, but I would have guessed most church leaders had no idea that was the case until you just said it. So how, how did you learn that? Well, it's, it's funny. I would have thought it was obvious, too, but it took me years and years and years to figure this out because what I would see— um, in in church world is our giving would would begin to increase in November and in December, especially if you do a Christmas offering. This is especially true if you do a Christmas offering. You'll see an increase in your regular offering. You see an increase in um, the Christmas offering, and then I would just assume that that natural momentum would carry into January. But no matter how successful the giving was the giving initiative was in um, November and December, January, you just seemed to hit a wall. And for me, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. I'm, I, I'm just not super, super smart. So it took me quite a few years to realize that. And then after having a lot of conversations with a lot of people, realizing, once again, coming back to the fact that people really are feeling significant financial stress in January, and um, the last thing they really want in January is a sermon on giving. Maybe a sermon on stewardship. Maybe a sermon on how to get out of debt. Maybe a sermon on how to stop freaking out about finances. But the the annual tithing giving message should not be preached in January. It's just not a good time. What are some other lessons you learned about generosity and giving as you were trying to build a healthy culture? Well, you said it right there. You said it. You said it. Um, building a generous culture. Um, anytime you build something, it takes time. And the, the better something is built, the more time it's actually going to take. And so for years, I thought that our giving problems could be solved by a dynamic message on giving or tithing. Um, I called them drive-by guiltings. We just I'd just do a drive-by guilting. And those were very effective for about two weeks. And then after about two weeks, it would come back to normal. And, and so I got tired of doing the drive-by guiltings five or six times a year and seeing it increase and then decrease or whatever. And so several years ago, I decided, you know what, instead of doing that, I'm going to intentionally and strategically begin to build a generous culture. And it took four or five years to really get the culture of generosity 
where I wanted it to be. But once it got there, it was amazing how um, how much more simple it was. I'm not going to say easy, but how much more simple it was to actually begin to raise resources because we had a strategy in place that included way more than me freaking out um, every time the, the the checkbook got got low. What can our listeners do to help turn things around in their churches? Well, there's tons of um, things that listeners can do. There's tons of resources, but we've created a free resource. And listen, when I say free, I mean free. Um, you can go, we've created a website. It's called 5minutegivingincrease.com. 5minutegivingincrease.com. You can either spell out the number five or you can just use the number five. We've got both. Um, 5minutegivingincrease.com. And there's, um, you put in your name and your email address, and we're going to mail you four free videos, one video per day um, for four days in a row. And I think this is going to launch, I'm looking at my handy dandy calendar right now. I think this is going to launch on February the 12th is the day the first video will go out. Is that right? I think I think February 12-ish uh, is the day the first video go out. Um, but uh, four free videos, and some of the things we're going to cover in these videos are seven reasons why people are not giving in your church, um, the four best Sundays in 2018 to actually preach on giving, um, five ways a giving increase will help your church, and then four steps to alleviate financial stress in your life and in your ministry. Because at the end of the day, we believe if you have more money, you can do more ministry. And when the local church gets to do more ministry, that's a win. So once again, 5minutegivingincrease.com. And you just put in your name and your email, and we'll get you those videos. And I promise you, if you'll just do what we teach through in the videos, you'll see a giving increase in your church this year. And once again, those are free, people. F-R-E-E, free. Free. You can't make it any better than that. Hey, thank you for joining us this week on the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. We hope you have a phenomenal week. And join us next week as we talk about the five lessons that I'm learning right now as a church planter. It's been an interesting journey so far, and I can't wait to share that with you next week. Thank you for listening to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. We hope you had a blast spending time with us. For more thoughts on leadership, visit Perry's blog at perrynoble.com.